0: It is a beautiful Monday morning. That's not a good start, is it, Jordan? No, no. Let's say it like this. I'm trying to apply that theory to any other industry in the world. It's a scam. I was betting like 70, 80k. This is the Trademate Sports Betting Podcast, helping you beat the bookmakers. G'day, everyone. Welcome back to our FIFA World Cup 2022 daily live streams on the Trademate Sports Betting Podcast. Today, we'll be previewing tomorrow's group games, which are Cameroon versus Serbia, South Korea versus Ghana, Brazil versus Switzerland, and Portugal versus Uruguay. As always, please send through any questions, comments, bets you have through um, throughout the stream, through the live chat, and uh, yeah, we will discuss them on the podcast. As you can see, it's just me and Paul from Fainting the Line today. How are you, mate?
1: How's it going, bud? I'm glad to be here again.
0: Yep, glad to have you back, mate. How was the weekend? Enjoy uh, even more football.
1: Yeah, a little bit of football, a little bit of American football, Thanksgiving. Uh, it was a nice so, little oh, Sorry, I should say. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, it was a good little break, and uh, so ready to get back at it.
0: Yeah, nice. Man. Any uh, any thoughts on today's games? I have uh, been asleep for most of them, so I'm just trying to think. I guess the big one was Costa Rica beating Japan in the uh, 80, 80-something minute uh yeah morocco getting a nice result There don't think i don't think that's a huge shock to anyone belgium have been pretty poor lately um and then what was it one one in the last game germany spain any uh yeah any thoughts on today's games
1: yeah they, they were interesting i didn't have too much action in today's game so i uh i kind of watched mildly more i'd say i watched the last three more than i watched the first one that costa rica game i didn't watch too much that's 5 a.m my time um Mm. i woke up at like halftime watched a little bit of it got some work done and then saw them score that that goal late so that was kind of interesting i didn't have any action there the morocco game i mean nice nice upset there by the odds at least uh but yeah they were probably too big of odds i mean everybody had trimmed those in anyways on morocco earlier Mm. and uh i mean yeah that seemed to be the value and then croatia canada and then this this last game i mean a draw kind of suited germany there so they got that goal i don't think uh they really carried after that uh so yeah ready ready to go for tomorrow though
0: all right well let's get into it mate uh cameroon versus serbia so we're into the second round of games or group games here for group uh g and h i believe. I thought Cameroon were pretty decent. They show, especially in that first half. Uh, Switzerland showed some uh, showed some promise on the counter attack. Just lacked a bit of you know lacked someone decent finishing up top uh, in that first half. Um, in the second half, I guess I think it was kind of what we talked about last week was their lack of adaptability. They haven't got the greatest tactical coach at the at the helm, so. When you're going up against someone like switzerland who can play or can switch things up basically um they just weren't able to adapt in that second half and got done one nil um and serbia i mean weird game against brazil because they kind of played against how they normally operate in terms of just you know scoring goals i guess it's a bit different when you're going uh, against Brazil, but yeah, they were clearly outplayed. Uh, they clearly lost on XG too. Um, but yeah, what do you think about this game? It's a uh, you would expect Serbia to go back to their back to their winning, uh, not to their winning. Sorry, but like their attacking ways. You would assume. Um, but yeah, maybe we can expect some goals. I'll just quickly read out the odds. You've got Cameroon five point three nine, the draw three point seven. Serbia one point seven five and handicap at zero point seven five and over under at an even two thoughts. Mate?
1: Yeah, the yeah the uh, yeah the 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 handicap odds are interesting. I think the most interesting is probably the goals because it's uh, there's been action on the overs into what you said, what you're quoting there at one point nine for the two point two five. At pinnacle, And uh, the overs have gotten action because, um, you know, it, it's a game that both of these teams will probably be looking to win. Um, in my opinion, that doesn't maybe influence the odds. I think as much as the odds tend to drift sometimes due to those kind of things, like, oh, this team needs to win, so they're going to win. That's not really how it works. Um, or these teams need to score, so they're going to score. Um, so like on the handicap, I thought with that drift, I tend to like, um, in the first half, I mean, I'm not gonna, like, I, I, I highly recommend you guys play my props for a lot heavier than you play my regular game action. Like if I was going to play this, it'd be like small, like a quarter unit or something, but I kind of do in this early game again, like the uh, first half draw at like 2.2, or you could play like. First half Cameroon plus point two five, I think it is. Um, Get it up there, yeah. First half Cameroon plus point two five. I think that was last at one point nine five at Pinnacle. Either of those routes, I could see the first half ending in a draw, but then maybe somebody cracking it open in the second half. I can't be having Serb the Serbians at one point seven. I mean, I was going to say that.
0: Yeah, I kind of think about it this way. I think I think Switzerland closed at like 1.85 1.9 something like that against Cameroon last game and (laughs) I think Serbia are a worse team than Switzerland maybe not by much and Cameroon showed promise against Switzerland and the odds are even shorter on Serbia I don't understand the match odds at all
1: yeah and especially when you get to thinking like It's not necessarily been the African teams in general, but the North African teams especially basically have home field advantage, which is something that I don't think was talked about. I didn't even factor it into my odds enough. I don't think people talked about it enough. I don't think people factored it into any odds enough you know, whatever they may be, even the game odds, uh, that the North African teams would basically have point threes worth the regular home field advantage, like, you know, a quarter to point threes worth of a goal, basically, for the North African teams. So I mean, I wouldn't put Cameroon exactly in that category, but I did see a lot of Cameroonians at that last game. Um certainly more than like these Eastern European teams have been providing in terms of fans. So that's something to look out for in these games. But and for, for for those reasons though, I do tend to like, like I like the Cameroonian side a little bit more with the drift on the overs. I tend to like even the unders a little bit more. I don't know exactly the health of Blachowicz and Ritrovic. So that may be something to look out for that could infl- influence the odds if one of them's out or if both of them are out. Um The Unders could get some steam there if they're in, like maybe people are thinking overs. But yeah, I tend to like the first half uh, draw if you're going to do it that way, or plus 0.25 Cameroon first half. But my actual play um, would be on the props. And the possessions line is a little bit weird here. It's set at 57% for Serbia, even though Cameroon had 49% possession against a Switzerland team who I think can dominate the flow of the game better than a this Serbian team can like you're looking at like Milinkovic-Savic that's going to mainly do that for the Serbian team but with that five at the back i think i think Cameroon can get a foothold this, in this game with their midfield and uh i'm taking Gisa over 50 or over uh 46 and a half passes at 1.83 at bet365 i haven't looked around if you want to look at like Boyle sports or betvictor but that's better than any of the other books besides those two. Um, So I like Angisa over 46 and a half passes. um, And then I'd ladder that uh, over 54 and a half passes at 4.33 and over 58 and a half passes at seven for smaller stakes on the ladder there. Um, He got 60 against Switzerland. And like I said, I see this Cameroonian team getting a foothold in the game more in this Serbian game than they did in that game. And in that game, he had 60 60 passes and the Cameroonians had uh, 49% possession. The the possession, I think we're getting the, the value on the pa- passes because I think the possession line could be set a little high here. Most books have it at 56.5, can be in some of the offshores and things like that. I mean, I'd be a little bit lower, but I, I'm not going to take that that line. I'm going to take uh the, the passes line. I think that's where the value is, and I like those alts, especially on Anguissa if he racks up the passes. Um, So that'd be my play here, and I would tend to lean at anyone off Serbia if they're going to back them.
0: Yeah, no, I'm very much the same. I was thinking the, you know, the over, but I could the over two point two five. But I also thought, yeah, I could see a case where it could be nil nil at half time, or you know, nil nil for a long top part of the game, and someone scores a a goal, and then they shut up shop kind of thing, and yeah, yeah, like yeah, no, so I mean, Brazil for a long time. So.
1: Yeah, and if it was like zero, zero halftime, like you're saying, I wouldn't advise against like that overs drip at halftime live if you're gonna do something like that, or like, you know, if it's in the 40th minute and zero zero, maybe if you want to get in a second before halftime or a second after halftime, whatever. But if you want to do a live overs drip, I wouldn't necessarily put anybody off that because the Cameroonians' legs can go like you like you say, tactically the coach maybe puts something out there that you're not expecting be and then see both of these teams really would be looking to win this game. So that's that's why I tend to stick to the first half when I'm back in um, – if I was going to back those handicaps or over-unders that I mentioned, that's why I st- tend to stick to the first half for the same reasons you're, you're saying, that the over could end yeah. up being something to look at for the full game or in the second half.
0: Yeah. All right. Good stuff, mate. I, for me personally, I'm going to have a – I'll be having a bet on Cameroon. I know they're – 5.39, 5. I'll just have a little bit on them. Um, I, you should be able to get probably a bit bigger on the exchanges or maybe there's some soft bookies out there that are hanging some, uh, some bigger prices. But, yeah, I think Serbia are much too short. Uh, I, I thought they would be closer to the you know evens kind of mark, something like that. So I'm happy to have a small play on Cameroon there if you are if you want to take any of my advice on this podcast. Uh, all right, mate, let's move on to South Korea versus Ghana. Interesting uh, interesting odds here. Uh, South Korea at 2.58, the draw at 3.13, Ghana at 3.15, Asian handicap just at the draw, no bet, zero, zero uh, number there, and then over under 2.0. Are you, are you surprised by these odds at all? I mean, people were largely impressed with how South Korea performed against Uruguay. Um, I know Ghana put a couple past Portugal, but um, and I guess they were very unlucky with the penalty with Ronaldo too to get things kicked off. Um, but yeah, how, how do you how do you see this game playing out? I thought South Korea may be a little bit shorter, but it's, it's funny because I feel like a lot of these A lot of these games, like especially like Tunisia, uh, I feel like the market just overreacted hugely to their performance. And then you had some other cases I'm trying to think of um, where the odds have essentially been for match day two pretty even and then one team's performed well and the other hasn't. Uh, And then the odds have been, you know, like really heavily moved in one way. So... I thought that would happen in this game and potentially we see South Korea closer to Evens, maybe, but yeah, any uh any thoughts on this one, mate?
1: Uh I, I'd be closer to the market than evens on, on South Korea there. I mean, I I really don't know. I wouldn't I, I don't know how to split this one on the uh, handicap, to be honest. The odds have been pretty static since even since open. They basically open the same as what they are right now at all the uh all the books that'll take a bet. Um, so it's, it's, it's not really one that I, I would tend to get uh, involved in. Um, it, it, the Ghanaians probably have some of the athleticism I'd say, as I pointed out in, in that Portuguese game, which they athletically went toe to toe with that Portugal team for a lot of the game. And uh, like you said, we're maybe unlucky with some and maybe could have even scored another goal in that game uh, earlier. So it was interesting um, that game and uh, the South Koreans, though, are just so stout at the back, and uh, they will have the discipline. And um, it's just it's so hard for me to split these teams, and they're so contrasting styles, I feel like. Um, so uh, basically, w- what I'm going for here is I'm going for in- into the shots market first. Um, these bets I'm gonna hit g- give you though, one of them's on the shots markets, and one of them's on the tackles markets for both teams combined. Um, both of these bets have uh, over four or uh, they're, they're unders, and the overs is hitting at a uh, 40% rate for both of these bets on both sides in the last 14 all competitions. So I really like the stats on these bets. But the first one is under 20 and a half shots combined at bet 365 in the South, Cor- in, in South Korea Ghana game. And I'd ladder that down for 18.5 and 14.5 unders as well at 2.75 and 8 right now at 3.65. So like I said, I just see this being more of a stalwart game where like the South Koreans might sit a little bit. If the Ghanaians dispossess, they might make a run, but then might pull it back. I see a lot of this game being played in the midfield more than in the backs of either halves. And I don't see runs making it... past the back lines of either team a ton. Um, The South Koreans, probably more for some of their lack of mouse up front and lack of, uh, you know, natural ability, I'd say, at some of the wings, even though they do have Sun, like some of those other wingbacks and things, like in the attacking ranks. And, and, And then in the Ghanaian side, they probably don't have the fluidity, I'd say, to put together moves to break down that back four of South Korea um, I loved the way Mohamed Kudus played in that first game, but, um, like, Smed didn't do it for me. And, uh, they just, for me, they didn't string together enough of the possession that I probably thought they would have against Portugal. And that's one reason, uh, my team total Ghana tackles bet missed by just a, like two tackles, I think. And I, re- and, uh, so, so I, I, I think that uh, this game is going to be kind of a stalwart. And for those reasons, I like the under shots. When you look at uh, the comps on these teams for who they've played, that is similarly rated to Ghana and South Korea, the plays are even hitting higher than that 60% rate that I mentioned too on the unders hit rates on both of these plays for both teams in the last 14 competitions. Um, so I really like that. And uh, in Ghana versus Portugal, there were only 30 total tackles. I had that game scheduled for about 35 um, but there were only 30 30 to 30 total tackles and um, it, the South Koreans aren't near the protagonists that the Portuguese are uh, for the tackles so uh I really see, would see this game going also under the tackles under 28 and a half tackles at 1.9 at bet 365 also Bo, uh, Bovada has that price of 1.9 under 28 and a half combined tackles and under 28 and uh under 24 and a half combined tackles as well and under 20 and a half laddered at 8.5. So you can get the under 24 and a half at uh 4.33 and the under 20 and a half at 8.5. I would take those for small bets as well. So I just see this kind of being a stalwart match where both teams struggle to break each other down. And uh for those reasons I like the under shots and under tackles.
0: Interesting. I would have thought you know you know, a, a very important game for, for both of these sides. Like, pretty pretty much, I mean, a draw probably doesn't do too much for them. Maybe they'd be happy to take it, but if they want to go through, they're going to have to get a win at some point. So, yeah, I would have thought that maybe they'd go at it a little bit more. But do you think, like, naturally these teams are quite conservative anyway?
1: Yeah. I, I, I don't know, like if it's as narrative based this one as it is stats based, but if you take a look at the cards line, you're going to see over three and a half and over four. Those tend to, those kind of games that you're talking about where teams are desperate and they have to get a result, especially if it sticks closer into later in the match, you're going to see more cards in those type of games usually. And, uh, Although foul and card situations can be the same situations as tackles, players on fouls and cards are less prone to tackle because they're more likely to get a second card or get that yellow card. So uh, that might be another narrative-based angle that could help the unders here if you get a couple uh, cards in this game due to that desperation. But – and, you you know – a lot of the African teams can tend to lose their head and would tend to get more cards just in a stats-based scenario. Um so uh yeah I, I don't know if it's as narrative based though as it is just the stats. I, I just I would see it going unders in both both of those aspects.
0: Yeah and also the Portugal Uruguay game isn't played till after. So it's not like you know, let's just say Uruguay go out and beat Portugal then both of these teams, prob- like one of them probably needs a win to get themselves up into that, you know, foray between those teams. But if Portugal wins and then you've got the game after, then they can kind of take a draw and it doesn't affect them all too much. Um So, yeah, yeah, great point here from John Nimmo. He says, remember to consider qualifying requirements for the rest of the group games. I think it's a, a really important thing to take into, into account, especially... um especially for this next game, which we can move on to now because I think this is a reasonably strong play considering what's at stake for these two teams. Um, and thanks, John, for the compliment there. Um, Brazil versus Switzerland. Brazil at 1.47. Uh, Switzerland at 7.91. These odds of sorry, they've updated a little bit since I put them in before. And the is at 4.54. Asian handicap at 1.25, and the over-under is at 2.5. Um, my, I've already had a bet here, and that's under two and a half goals, and my thinking behind this was Switzerland. They are pretty tactically adaptable, and I know they played reasonably offensively against, um, oh, God, Cameroon. Um, I just think they'll set up completely different here against Brazil and, and be a lot more defensive. Um, and I'm not I'm not going to sit here and say they're going to sit back the whole time against someone like Brazil. But they don't uh, like they're not going to go out there and attack Brazil. I wouldn't think and try and and try and get the win or you know really take it to Brazil in that way. Switzerland have already got three points from this group. That uh, three points from their previous match. Um and you know, they just they don't have that incentive to go out there and get the win. I can just see them more, being more than happy to play out for a draw here. or you know, worst case scenario, even if they go down you know one nil against Brazil, I don't really see them you know going all out to to, to go and get that draw. and they're, and they're uh, overall they just a, they're a good team. I think they're better than Serbia. Uh, I think they can put up a better fight than Serbia did. Also take into account that Neymar's out, most likely. Um, and, you know, Brazil probably won't have the same presence in attack. So, yeah, I really like the under two and a half here. Even Brazil, like they don't... They've got... Who would they have after this game? Cameroon. So I'm. Um, you would think they'd be pretty confident they can get three points from that game. Um, so I don't think they're going to be you know hugely you know balls to the wall if you want to say to go and get goals out there and and we just saw in their last game that you know two nil under two and a half landed also so yeah i think you can get just trying to look at the odds here quickly i've already bet it yesterday but yeah 2.02 under two and a half goals for uh on pinnacle there for for that game for this game sorry um but yeah do you uh Do you have any thoughts? Or or maybe people want to wait until they see what happens in the Cameroon-Serbia game first?
1: No, I mean, I I don't have a ton of thoughts on the K-mods, but, like, I tend to be in line with you. I might be, like, geared more towards, like, another first-half angle just in case, like, the Brazilians run riot like they can. Like, if you're going to sit in – not sit – I mean – Switzerland are going to have less of the ball but like Brazil are so direct like that they're going to get the ball too Switzerland um but i, I just think like if you're going to play that low block against Brazil for that long at some point you you almost know what's coming you know you know what i mean yeah. they they're just so good uh they can break it down so well um, with, with the guys they have, they had so many guys can make that one decisive pass in their front line. So, um, I, maybe I would be geared towards more first half unders like under one or something in the first half, but yeah, I don't mind the unders angle there. I'm going to play it a little bit differently though. Like I said, I'm going to, I got, I got a player prop for this game and I also have a game prop for the game prop. I'm going to go back to the well. Uh, if you listen to the last podcast where I kind of, where we had Brazil on the next day. Um, I took the over game tackles at 31 and a half against Serbia and the whole ladder hit. And I'm also going to take it here. Um, the difference is you're going to have like, it's over 32 and a half at 1.9 instead of over 31 and a half at 1.9 at a uh, Bovada and three, six, five. And you're probably getting one more tackle. I'd say uh, just like because Switzerland averaged just a touch more tackles than Serbia, but I thought that other line was off, and I think this line is off too. Um, Brazilian games just they they breed tackles, and uh, they, they've got such you, you don't have Neymar in this one, which is a, is a minus like slightly tactically, but like when you're bringing in like someone like Paqueta or another Brazilian who's also going to dangle their dribble out there and who's also going to try to run past the defense. And they're, like I said, they're so direct with their attack. It's much less of a, it's a one-two attack, but once they latch onto the ball, they're much more willing to run past somebody than a lot of these teams are. Um, so I just love the tackles here again. And uh, like I said, you got Rafinha, Richie and Vinny probably running at, running at that, that, those back lines. They had 29 against Tunisia in a friendly recently, 46 against Ghana in a friendly recently. And in their 10 of their last 13 competitive competitions um, ha- have hit this overs line. Um, so, so it's just an incredible hit rate at this line for the Brazilian team. And uh, in the Copa America, they only missed a line once so in a tournament setting they're just they they breed tackles in competitive games so if the swiss like we said are going to keep this competitive for a long time i i really do think that uh the 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 tackle sign is way too short here once again so i would also ladder those up to over 35 and a half tackles at uh 3 over 38 and a half at 5 and over 41 and a half at 8.5 for smaller stakes than your main line there and uh Really like the tackles in this game, uh, especially if the Swiss keep it close, like we said. And on the same angle, I have got a player prop for the tackles, and it's going to be Sylvan Windmer, uh, the the Swiss right back uh, out there. <laughs> He'll likely get Vinicius, who again, like all the Brazilian players, tends to breed the tackles. Heat maps are great down the down down the deep corners for uh, the tackles in Brazil games. So for the for the opposing wing backs or uh, right and left backs, you're looking at there. So. Widmer, you're expecting to play right back. Um, He got a few tackles in the last game, I think three or four or so against Venetius. I expect him to rack a few again. You can get over one and a half tackles at 1.67 at 365 and the offshore lines. Uh, And you can also get uh, five plus and six plus at Ladbrokes at Coral for smaller stakes if you want to ladder it at nine and 18 uh, for five and six plus tackles for Sylvan Widmer out there, uh, the Swiss right back. Uh, So it's all the tackles here in this game for me.
0: Yeah, yeah, a good call, mate. I like that very much. Um, Yeah, we had a comment actually from Dave. Dave Winder. He says Samba football does not allow for such pragmatism, and yeah, I, I, I definitely, I definitely agree with that. I guess it's more so just thinking about it numbers wise. I feel like a a nil nil one nil two nil Brazil one, one, those kind of score lines, I would say it lands over 50% of the time in this fixture, uh, and compared to a, a two, one, a three nil, that kind of score line for Brazil or, I mean, you never know the Swiss could come out and score a couple goals too, but, um, yeah, I think maybe people are thinking that maybe, yeah, I just think the Swiss are a great team. They're so adaptable with their tactics. Um, just interesting that Brazil have essentially got the exact same match odds here as they did against Serbia. And I would say Switzerland are a, a much, maybe not a much tougher matchup, but they're definitely a tougher matchup for me. Um, so
1: I definitely think they can hold in that back line better than like the Serbians can, for instance. Yeah. And uh, yeah, just one thing I forgot to mention on those tackles plays too Shakiri and Embolo. Uh, can definitely get down those wings to also cause the Brazilians to make some tackles. So, and those Brazilian front players always get tackles anyways, usually because they're kind of feisty. So I re- I really like the tackles both ways anyways, just as another point on that. But I yeah. agree with you. I would tend to see a low scoring Brazil win.
0: Yeah. All right. Good stuff, mate. Let's move on to the final game tomorrow, which is Portugal versus Uruguay. Big game here in Group H. Both teams will probably be maybe slightly disappointed with their first-round performances, especially uh, Uruguay, who are who are very much yeah a big onus here to uh, to get points, especially if earlier in the day that there is a result, a winning result for either uh, uh, South Korea or Ghana. Um, so yeah, do you think potentially Portugal may sit back a little bit here? you know, not be like too willing to to take the game to the to the Uruguayans, or do you think that, you know, it could be could be a, a fun game?
1: I, I, I tend to think both, actually. Um, <laughs> so, which is kind of odd. You wouldn't normally think that. But yeah, yeah, I do like the Portuguese to me, like under Santos, they just they're not a very proactive team. I put it like that. They're more of a reactive team um so yeah the, the Ghanaian team kind of tried to take it to them and uh they, they it was a good physical battle in the midfield i thought but uh yeah the the portuguese just had too much now up front and uh more fluidity i'd say uh through their phases of the game but i think the yourwines may pose a problem here for uh for, for that for that portuguese backline uh because you see pepe coming in tomorrow likely um uh, if not Carvalho, dep- deputizing as the center back because Danilo Pereira is out, who was uh, the center back who had been deputizing because uh, he, he's really a midf- defensive midfielder, but he had been yeah. deputizing back there. So is maybe you see, I, I I did think I saw him injured so, and out for this game. So you've seen maybe Ruben Neves, maybe Pep. I've heard Pepe by reports will be the center back, but totally. uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe Carvalho though, maybe Neves, you really don't know. Um, it's more of a lineup check, but any of them, I I was, I guess people were thinking kind of what you're thinking with the Portuguese. Oh, they can sit back and, you know, just kind of let the Uruguayans take the game to them and just play defensive the whole game. But are they good enough to do that? Are they good enough to stop Uruguay if they just let them have it? And, uh, I don't see that They, they don't keep a ton of clean sheets. I was kind of surprised to see the over odds drifting to where they had drifted to where like 2.25 is evens right now uh but if you
0: would you rather sit back a little bit deeper or would you rather risk it a little bit more play with a bit of a higher line and then you have a situation where we could be talking about darwin nunez versus pepe in a sprint and you know I don't know how fast Pepe is, but the man's forty years old. <laughs> yeah, If
1: they sit back in a block, though, I I just don't see them keeping a clean sheet. I don't see him keeping a clean sheet either way, to be honest. Uh, okay. But uh, that that's just my personal opinion. Like I said, I'm not going to bet any of these handicaps. Uh, like I said, it's I don't have any bet in this game really. Um, it's more of a lineup check for me. Uh, like, yeah according to one of those CB center backs. But uh, the odds have been kind of static on the money line, a little bit on money for the unders here recently, but there's just not much in it for me, I don't think. But if I was going to be on anything, I'd be on the overs. Two of the last Portugal, two of only two of Portugal's last 10 games have gone under two, and both of those games had more than two goals in XG. So that, that was the stat I was looking at to back what I kind of thought was mm. my what I kind of thought based on the odds. But uh, yeah, it's, it's just not one for me to bet.
0: Yeah, I'm finding it very hard to break down. I think my biggest advice I'd give to people is play it based on what happens in the South Korea game, the South korea Ghana game. Because if South Korea especially go out there and get a win, then you're looking at them being on four points, Uruguay being on uh, one. So a draw for them against Portugal is like it puts them at two points, South Korea at four, and then you go into the last game, South Korea playing Portugal. Um Portugal would essentially, you know, be like a draw would probably get them through. So and so for so South Korea too, I guess. So yeah. Yeah, I think if South Korea, even if Ghana win too. You're looking at a case where Uruguay probably have to go out there and, and take it to Portugal a little bit and try and get a try and get a win, which could end up with goals. Um so and then maybe that line would jump up a little bit. So yeah, like you said, mate, I don't really have too much to add on this one. Maybe it's just one to wait and see, do you think to see see how it goes in the South Korea game?
1: Yeah, I I would say that and also just like on both of these when like I maybe it's a live job too like if it's like if it's live uh, you you might see like the portuguese sitting deep early and like nothing happening because of what you're saying in those other games uh but then, like, if the Uruguayans have to have a goal based on those early results, and you still haven't seen a goal in the game, and it's zero zero, say at halftime, then mm-hmm. second half might be more of a time that I'd be more keen to get involved personally. That that's just me. Yeah. But,
0: yeah. Um. Sure. I, I, I. It's a shame that he doesn't play more attacking. Santos doesn't set them up more attacking because Portugal, like, when you you know <laughs> you saw it the other day, they were. Once it was one-one, and they let the you know they let the shackles go. They've got some incredible talent up front: Silva, Felix, Ronaldo, Leao. Like seriously, I mean,
1: and that that's why you could see the goals raining in. Like if there's one, like if one goal yeah. comes in, maybe you see a like a ton. But. Yeah, like I said, it's just it's it's not one where there's a huge pre-match edge there for me. So it's really not something for me. I did see a comment earlier though that I thought was interesting. This uh Marinak said uh he was happy that Croatia stuck it to the disrespectful Canadian uh, coach. Died. I saw that I yeah, I saw those comments where uh that, that those pretty uh pretty interesting comments and uh, fueling that Croatian fire. So that that was a that was a really uh interesting interesting uh press conference I thought after that yeah. coach might have been yeah. a little emotional there but
0: yeah uh, it's just I always find it weird when the coaches or anyone really just stokes a fire for no point really and it, it it's I mean unless maybe the the opposition you can tell is like a, a can be overly emotional at times and it goes against them I mean I. Yeah, it just never really makes sense to me. It just gives more fuel to the fire for, for... especially
1: when, like, just like, just like your point. Especially when you have such a young team, and like those Croatians are so seasoned, they're just gonna, they're just gonna eat that stuff up, and you know, take take you out for a dog walk like they did today.
0: Yeah, no, definitely, mate. All right, well, let's uh, let's call that for Portugal and Uruguay. I think, yeah, like we said. Either watch the game or see what happens in that earlier group game with uh, South Korea and Ghana, mate. But, uh, yeah, your best bet for tomorrow. I can go first, actually. Why not? I'll go first for once. Do I go with um, – yeah, we'll go with under 2.5 in the Brazil-Switzerland game. You can get that at 2.02. So, above evens, I think under 2, 2.5 goals is more likely uh, overall than it being over 2.5 goals. What about yourself, mate?
1: Yeah, I I like all those other bets that I mentioned tomorrow in the South Korea-Ghana and the Cameroon-Serbia game pretty well, too. But my best bet is, once again, going to be the Brazil tackles ladder for the game. Um, So that's bet 365, Bovada, widely available offshore total tackles over 32.5 in the Brazil-Switzerland game at 1.9. Ladder that up to 41.5 at 8.5.
0: Lovely, mate we will uh we'll be back tomorrow same time as always uh it will definitely be uh with myself and paul again uh we might have tony alvarez joining us but that could just be a last minute kind of thing um but yeah thanks everyone for tuning in once again you can find paul on twitter at fainting the line make sure you check out his service which I guess is also called fainting the line. See his uh, incredible results throughout the World Cup, and yeah, make sure you subscribe to get all of his prop bets. Um, find myself if you want to at Alex Vella underscore. You can see me uh, well, uh, well and truly cheering home the the soccer roos as they make their charge towards a maiden World Cup title <laughs> that we can all see happening. I tweeted the other day. It was it huge win. At- it sucked that Saudi Arabia didn't get a result against... um. Uh, who were they playing? It's all a blur. Uh, can you remember who Saudi Arabia played? They lost 2-0 to someone. It,
1: it would have been uh, Mexico or Poland, right? Poland,
0: yeah, Poland. Yeah. Um, I tweeted after the Socceroos game that could you imagine seeing a, a Saudi Arabia versus Australia round of 16 game <laughs> in the next round? It would just be insane, so
1: cracking contest right
0: well even if australia get through and come second they're going to end up playing maybe not even argentina so they could end up no that that was honestly
1: that was honestly a huge aussie win for me because uh unlike you i don't want them to go to the next round but i still have that denmark future to qualify which yeah i mean i do too i've got to
0: qualify yeah it's crazy
1: how poor they've played but it's just like all, now all they need is a win versus the Aussies and it's like if we lose it on that one I won't be able to bear it but uh yeah that yeah. so that, that that'll be fun that last game of uh, the group so I mean yeah surely Denmark can get over Australia in this last game
0: I'm you just would think to the they
1: have they have played the worst football they've played in years yeah uh, in these past couple games and uh they've- yeah. I watch a lot of international football, especially the European teams, and they played. They just played the worst football they played in years. They have to scrap that three back. It is dread. They have. Uh, it's 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 dread. Uh, they need to go back to the four three three. So,
0: uh, yeah, I'm seeing now that Denmark are one point five to beat Australia, which,
1: which oh. is the same odds we took the future. <laughs> <laughs> I know.
0: I mean, I th- I mean. Yeah, Australia exerted a lot of energy against Tunisia. And, but, I mean, for the large part, they looked pretty decent. I mean, their press was great. Denmark are in terrible form. Like, I would not steer anyone away from the draw there. But, anyway, we'll talk about that in a couple of days. I'm probably sounding a little bit biased. I do think Denmark should be favourites. But 1.5, oh, that's, uh, that's a pretty ugly price to take on a team that's been pretty dreadful this tournament. Agreed. But, mate, thanks for coming along once again we'll be back tomorrow and thanks everyone for listening please make sure you do a quick rate and review of the podcast if you have time and subscribe to us wherever you are watching or listening and as always if you are uh, looking to implement some of the strategies we talked about today on the podcast please make sure that you start a free week trial of trademate sports and start your value betting journey cheers once again mate and i'll catch you tomorrow
1: all right see you then